0: Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This is Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Let's wind back the clock. The date, Sunday, October 5, 2003. The venue, Sydney's Olympic Stadium in front of 81,166 fans. The event was the NRL Grand Final and the teams, the Sydney Roosters and the Penrith Panthers. Our look at the game is through the eyes of Penrith Lock, Scotty Sattler. Was it the most special day in your professional life?
1: Hey, AJ, yeah, thanks for having me. Um, Enjoying the podcast too, mate. It's really enjoyable. It's... uh... It was, uh, because of everything that goes into it. I mean, from an individual point of view, AJ, and you've spoken to a lot of rugby league stars, they'll always talk about Origin being that individual pinnacle of their their careers because you work so hard to try and represent your state, whatever it may be. And so individually it was, but as a team, he is so much involved. You know, you don't do much training grand final week, funnily enough. So was it the highlight? Yeah, overall it, it probably was because... You think back about the game, but then, yeah, then you, you think backwards from that moment, not forward. And you, you think about the national anthem and in the dressing room before it and the week that led, led into it as well, how much um, media you've got to do and how exciting
0: it is for the community. Let's set it up. The Sydney Roosters were regarded as favourite. Did the Panthers go in confident, nervous, carefree or simply without an expectation?
1: We went in really carefree. Uh, funnily enough, we, we were the minor premiers like Penrith were this year. Um, we're going up against a Roosters side that was just littered with international yep. and state of origin yep. stars, like the Melbourne Storm are. I think we blew out to about three dollars fifty uh, the day before the grand final, and the, the Roosters were the overwhelming favourites, much like the Melbourne Storm this year. Yep. Um, young, really young, rugby league side. The, the Penrith side. There's a, a, a um, there's also a, a spattering of of uh, some experienced guys like yep. myself and Gerds yep. and, and Marty Lang and Luke Pritterson and co. So um, we were really carefree because it wasn't an expectation that now we've just made it. We can um, – everyone will think it's a successful season from yeah. where we'd come from yeah. two years before. But we were in carefree because there'd been a lot of us that had been there in 2001 that had won the wooden spoon mm. and mm. We were second or third last the year before. So we went in with this attitude that, you know what, um, we've beaten everyone this year, so why can't we beat another team on the biggest night of our lives? And and we had this carefree attitude because we had this group of young guys like Rooney and um, Luke Lewis mm. and Shane Rodney and Luke Swain, Steve Turner, Frank Pritchard, um, Ben Ross, Joel Clinton, Trent Waterhouse, all these young players that had played a lot of junior reps together, that won a lot of premierships together in the junior reps. And they actually made us older guys feel like it was just another another day in the office, wow. funnily enough. So it was, a, it was a really care... It was a good, good word to use, actually. It was a really carefree attitude. But that all started, AJ, because on the Monday of grand final week, um, Johnny Lang got us in our very first meeting, and he said to us, listen, this week you're going to be asked to do a lot of interviews, go on a lot of TV shows, um, whatever it may be, and we thought he was going to say, lock it down. He just said... Everyone go and do as many interviews as you can. Enjoy the week because it never may happen again. And and then when he spoke about a game plan, he said, I can't find any weaknesses in the rooster side. So I know they run hard and they tackle hard. So I want us to run harder and tackle harder. Let's go and enjoy the week. And that was it. So we had a really, really,
0: really carefree week. And we had a a week that was, um, it, was it was just fun. It was It was good fun. So... Johnny Lane's game plan was more around emotion, about character, about the occasion, than it was about stripping numbers, playing different shapes and and trying to outplay the opposition. Funnily enough, it wasn't until the day before the grand final that a lot of us were actually sitting around
1: the the captain's run, the last training session, and we actually didn't know who was playing in some of the positions. Um, We hadn't looked at the other team. So basically he just said, The grand final will be made up of all these little tiny battles across the 80 minutes. You've just got to make sure that when that battle's in front of you, that you win that battle. And if you don't look like you're going to win that battle, make sure you as a teammate, you're there to help him win the battle. And that was it.
0: It was a typical grand final or a typical big game in the respect that for 50 minutes, it was an arm wrestle. It was shot for shot in many regards. Yeah, it was. It was. It was it was about it was about trying to withstand
1: the pressure and the uh and the I suppose the aggression that the guys like Morley and Luke Rickardson and Jason Kalis and um and Mick Crocker and co. were gonna bring to that that first 15 or 20 minutes. And we always knew that if we could withstand that and come out the other side, we'll be a lot better for the occasion, especially the young players like Joel yeah. Clinton and Ben Ross and, and Waterhouse and those guys. If they can get through that first 20 minutes, that onslaught. And Morley went absolutely bunter that night. Like he just <laughs> went crazy. He just but it was like <laughs> Alistair Lynch's last game for the Lions. He was just going to try to take as many scalps as possible. And yeah. um and we got through that first 20 minutes and then we scored a try. Luke Pruddus set up um Luke Rooney and yep. that we were able to sort of break their will a little bit. So yeah, that the first 15 minutes, there's a lot of battered and bruised bodies, you know, yeah. at six points all. And there was one stage there as an as a as an older player. I was looking around our our team and the body language was saying that it looked like we we the war the world was dry. Yeah. At one stage there. So um but then our, our, our younger guys for some reason they just they found
0: another they found another gear. Let's get to the big one the 54th minute.
1: fittler has gone after it then he scoops the ball. Boone put on a fend. Then he put on a sprint. Sadler was chasing. Sadler was made oh, the tackle of the lane. What a tackle by Scott
0: Sadler. That's one of the greatest tackles you will ever see in any game. Unbelievable. What the pick up by Fittler. A flying winger. And only one man. One man standing between the try line a try to the Roosters, and it's Scott Sattler. There are moments, and there are moments, and that Scotty Sattler is uh, as big a moment individually and as rugby league provides. Still, do you know what, AJ? I at
1: the time I didn't think. I just thought it's it's what you do. Wow. Um, and still to this day, I always feel as though it's just what you do. And it's because I think I was always a real team orientated sort of player, like yeah. I. I always went through my career knowing I was going to be a role player, and I was I was happy being a role player. I was never going to be a Joey Johns or a yep. Brad Clyde or a, you know Ryan Girdle or anything like that. I was, I was really happy with being a role player, and as long as I could play that really important role on the side and off the field as well. And but funnily enough, mate, um, Johnny Lang prepared me for that from the first day that he arrived at Penrith in the end of two thousand and one for pre-season training. I remember we had a meeting, you know, very first training session. He said. He said, Sats, I want my locks to play like the old-fashioned lock style. He said, and what I mean by that is I want you to, if you're on the opposite side of the play the ball and the ball goes the opposite side to you, he said, and it's fifth and last, he said, I just want you to start drifting in behind. He used to always use this saying, just in case you needed. Wow. And so every training session and every game from that moment on in 2002, when we'd get the ball fifth and last, we'd go the opposite side of the ruck, I'd just start heading in behind and. So I did it every training session, every game for, for two years. And then my last game for Penrith was mm. the the one time that, that that I was required, you know. So um, you know, it was it was because it was a wet night, it was it was wet, it was dark, we were wearing black jerseys, everything was just everything was just fitting our narrative. And and if it was a dry night, you know, Toddy Byrne would have, you know, burn anyone that night. But just because it was a wet night, I felt as though that I felt as though that I was able to um, get some really good ground in Now, funnily enough, you said there was 81 and a bit thousand people there. You can't hear a thing. It was just stony silence. But I could hear Reece Wesser, my fullback, saying my nickname was Scooter. He yeah. said, I remember him yelling out, Scooter, I've got you inside. Scooter, I've got you. And so I just thought, if I just kept pushing towards Todd, if he steps back inside, Reece has got him. Yeah. Cool. So fortunate enough for me, he keeps going. I get really good contact on him. We slide into touch, and um, and when I looked around, I looked back over my shoulder, and Reece West was thirty metres away. Oh. If he stepped back inside, there was no way he was going to get him. But yeah, I suppose he made me feel confident. Um, also, I remember little things you can remember. I remember getting up, AJ, and seeing the excitement of my teammates, and that's what really made me feel really good that my teammates are coming across to you know to to. You know, get involved in the yeah. in the huddle. And I remember Gerds was the one, Ryan Girdler was the one to put the kick in that ricocheted off Luke Rickardson's yes. legs. And Freddie picked up the ball and, and tossed it out to Toddy. And there's a beautiful pass by Freddie. And I remember uh Girds come came up and he he slapped me on the back and he he whispered in my ear, oh, you just saved my career. <laughs> and then he goes, and then he said, and I just made yours. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, it's one of the many reasons we love rugby league when we can sit here 17 years after as a couple of mates and recall a moment like this so fondly as though it was yesterday. It's one of the many reasons we love sport.
1: You know, and, and there's always a grand final where something arises, doesn't it? Where, yeah. Where yeah. We, you know, the year later, um, Andrew Ryan pulls off a tackle on Mick Crocker in the grand final that... But I think still to this day no one really has highlighted how important it yep. was. And in O five there was Benji's flick and um, you know, in two thousand six there was uh, Lockie's field goal. Yeah, you know, so there's, you know, these these big games, grand finals, they throw up these little moments. And yeah, there's are uh, there's funnily enough, as a player, I look back on that 03 game and I see so many of these little defining moments that only I could see that a lot of other people have never spoken about. And I remember it was about the 71st minute and I remember looking around our team and thought, you know, it's 12-6, we've, you know, we've, I I don't know whether we've got much left in us. Yeah. You know, people were dragging their heels and and Martin Lang had been knocked out twice in that game and about the 71st minute he ran onto this ball and they tried to knock him out for a third time and they just all pinballed off him and he just kept running. And I thought my God, this guy's yeah. the toughest guy I've ever seen and they're not going to stop us from that from that run. So there's all these little tiny things, these little moments that emerge in the game that, that, that you can identify that are really defining moments.
0: The 2003 NRL Grand Final, Penrith 18-6 winners booking their place in rugby league history. If you're enjoying Andy Raymond Unfiltered, we'd love a five-star rating and review wherever you may be listening. Catch you soon, legends.